Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. I want to speak to you about mountains and valleys. And I want to begin reading Luke 3, verse 21. Just two verses. Luke 3, it's the story of Jesus being baptised in water in the River Jordan. It says, When all the people were baptised, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptised. And while He prayed, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon Him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. You know, if ever there was a mountaintop moment, a highlight experience in life, well, this would have to be it. Jesus, the Son, being baptised in the River Jordan, the Holy Spirit coming like a dove, God the Father, His voice present in that place. Wow, you would have to go the Trinity all in one place at one time. It's an extraordinary moment in history and an extraordinary moment for anyone that was there to be a part of it because they heard the voice. They saw the dove. They see Jesus. I've got no doubt that everybody present hearing that voice must have been asking themselves the question, my goodness, if this is the beginning of His ministry, what on earth will happen next? How incredible. If this is the foundation, the starting point, what on earth is the next part of it going to look like? You'd be pretty excited about the future based on that experience, wouldn't you? You'd be fairly pumped about what's going to come next. Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you and read to you what came next. Luke 4, verse 1. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, it says, returned from the Jordan, that's straight after the baptism, and was led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness, away from the crowd, away from the voice, away from the dove, away from John the Baptist, his cousin. But he moves into the wilderness. Verse 2 says, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when those 40 days were ended, he was hungry. A mountaintop experience is followed by my goodness, probably one of the greatest valleys you can imagine. Think about 40 days. Not without food, that'd be pretty tough. But without all the other people that had been a part of your world so far, no Mary there, no sisters or brothers there, no disciples there, no conversation with anybody else apart from the devil. Think about that a minute. It's a pretty bad day. It's a pretty iso Poor day. You think you've had it tough? Think about where the only person you've had to talk to has been the devil. Think about what it's like when the only conversation you can have is with someone who's the enemy of every creature ever born. Think about that a minute. It's a tough, tough place. Talk about the ISO life. And yet Jesus in that 40 days journeys it well. And then let's read verse 14 and 15 of that same chapter. So the mountaintop of the, uh, of the River Jordan, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Then the wilderness, 
just the devil for company. But when you journey your valley well, let's see what happens next. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. I want you to watch this because he goes from an amazing mountaintop into an incredibly deep valley. But what lies on the other side of that valley is greater influence, greater impact, greater receptivity than he ever had before. There was something greater. After the mountaintop, sure, they came a valley. Lots of times when we get into valleys, we get so preoccupied with the depth of it, the darkness of it, the aloneness of it, the difficulty of it, that we can almost, if we're not careful, sit down in the valley and stay there. We can start looking at all we don't have. But on the other side of the valley, Jesus came into something greater. Hold on a minute. You heard Pastor Hayden referring in the mingle time, perhaps, to the fact that Psalm 23 was going to make uh, an appearance. Well, here it is. Psalm 23, verse 1. You all know it. I'm sure I've heard it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. That's verse 1 to 3. And is that a great place? Oh, hello. It's an amazing place. Who wouldn't want that kind of a place to be uh, your, your thing in life? Can't think of a better, more comfortable place to be with Jesus than that one. You're there where it's green pastures, where it's peaceful, where it's still waters, where there's no lack. You're being led so clearly by Jesus. What a great place to be. Who wouldn't want to stay there? It's a mountaintop again. And yet straight after that comes verse 4. Verse 4 says this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I love the fact that verse 4 does not tell us how it happened, where it came from. What went wrong that he moved from still waters and green pastures into this place where it's the valley of the shadow of death? He or she, though, does this journey well. They're not fearful. They're not moaning. They're not criticizing. They're not blaming whose fault is it that I ended up where I am. But they are consistent and persistent while they're in a valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, an ugly place. It's a bit like Jesus in the wilderness, isn't it? No one else around. However, this person, whoever they are, without looking back to who caused it, how did this happen? Was it the COVID-19 pandemic? Was it a government decision? Was it a bad boss? Was it a, a loved one who shut the door in your face? Was it some kind of, hello, are you kidding me? On top of all this, now I have this issue to face? He doesn't or she doesn't spend their time looking at that, but they move through the valley well. And I want you to see, because I believe that this is a great truth for every believer. Mountaintop followed by valley always leads to a greater mountain if you journey the valley well. Because verse five and verse six 
give us another look at another destination. We're no longer at still waters, green pastures, making me to lie down. Now this person has changed. There's something different about them. It says this here in verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. No longer the head lying down. Now it's an anointed head, a creative thinking, a powerful, strong and clear mind. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. It's no longer just enough for me. Now it's about others. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you see what this is saying here? It's saying that not every comfortable place is the best place. Not every place with no problems is the best place to stay. And not every difficult place is the worst place to be. I'll say that again. Not every comfortable place is the best place for you. And not every difficult place is the worst place for you. Sometimes we're going to go through a valley because God's got a verse 5 and a verse 6 that's waiting for us on the other side. You've got to understand that, of course, the Bible is written, the Old Testament is written to Hebrew people, to people of the Middle East. And I know lots of you that are a part of this church, you're from that uh, part of the world. You would understand this very, very well. You would understand that no person of that culture ever spread a table for one. When this verse in verse 5 says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, it wasn't about a one-man buffet, a one-woman feast. It wasn't one person who's been through the valley, sitting down at a table and scoffing and filling themselves full. They would never ever think about that. Right throughout Scripture, whenever someone got into a place of power and blessing, they always looked for who they could invite to their table. Jesus didn't have the last supper on his own. As private a moment as he might have wanted to make it, he shared that with his disciples. They were a part of it. He invited others to his table. No longer just blessed and safe. Now there's enough for others, a cup that runs over and defeated enemies along with a secure destiny. But they never would have had that if they hadn't journeyed through the valley. The truth is, we're all going to encounter valleys in life. And maybe you're in one now, not making light of any of them. There are some pretty horrific stories going around the world of difficulty and challenge. Maybe it's a family or relational valley. I know of people right now that are in health valleys. It's difficult. It's unsought, unwanted, not something you would have asked for. Maybe it's a job valley or a financial valley that you're in. Maybe you're just going through a difficult time mentally or emotionally or perhaps even spiritually. Let me say this to you. How we journey our valleys often determines how long we stay in them. I've met people that are still stuck, still parked in a valley they were meant to get out of. There was a mountain ahead, but they stayed in the valley because of looking whose fault it was or seeing, you know, all the darkness or the difficulties that surrounded them. Can I give you a great piece of advice? If you're in a valley, lift up your eyes and look for your next mountain. 
The psalmist said, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. How we journey our valleys determines how long we stay in them and definitely determines what awaits us on the other side of them. You see, your valley, your dry time, it's not going to last. We understand all those that studied geography at school. You understand there's no such thing as a valley unless there's two mountains. If there's not two mountains, it's not a valley, it's a plain. But we're not talking about a plain or plateau, we're talking about a valley. And maybe you had that mountain and you wished you could be back there and stay there. And now you're in this valley and you're going, why me? What happened? It's not fair. Goodness gracious. However could this have happened? Lift up your eyes and say, God, there's a mountain ahead of me. And it's not just a mountain for me. It's a mountain for others. Here's the next thing I really want you to get today. It's so true, but so easily forgotten. You are never alone in your valley. The psalmist says here in verse 4, I won't fear. Why? Not because I'm so brave, I'm so strong, I'm such a great Christian, all the rest of that stuff. He says, I will not fear because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, the Word of God, they comfort me. Here's the reality. The reality is I'm never alone. One of my favourite verses of the whole Bible, Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He's not going to not forsake me because I'm good. He's not going to stay with me only while I... When I was a kid, we used to sing this little song at Sunday school. While we do His goodwill, He abides with us still. Look, it's a lovely chorus. It's just wrong. Because the Bible doesn't teach that as long as I am perfect in every way, He abides with me. He's on a journey with you. Come on. Jesus is your Saviour. And if I needed a saviour at the beginning, I'll need one all the rest of my days. So I'm glad that he walks with me and stays with me. The truth is, in your valley, you're never alone. Here's the third thing I really want you to understand today. In any valley, in every valley, the promises of God and the presence of God are my best companions. Why do we so often talk here about the Word of God? and about the promises of God. It's not a a spiritual discipline, a good thing to do. Well, you know, if you're a Christian, you should read the Bible. It's not that at all. It's because if you get into a valley, you need the Word of God. That's what Jesus did when He was in the wilderness. Every answer He gave to the devil's accusation and temptation wasn't His own thoughts. He wasn't grasping for a philosophy that would fit, but He went to the Word of God. I read it every day. I know many of you will. If you don't, I encourage you to begin reading the Bible. Start at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Work your way through some of the New Testament or the Psalms. Proverbs, 31 chapters, one for every day of the month. Great. Read those things. Then start fleshing it out through that. Or better still, go to our Metro Church website. Click on resources there to discipleship online. It's free. And the first two subjects are an overview of the Old Testament, an overview of the new one. You'll get a great grasp of what the Word of God's all about. You know, every week I'm praying over these messages and these sessions because 
they're not just about giving you information. I'm not a data download guy. I believe that these are crafted by the Holy Spirit. At least He's responsible for the good bits of it and the ungood bits and some of the silly bits. They're my problem. But you know, when I was praying for this session together with you, I felt so clearly the Holy Spirit say to me that I was to tell some of you this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whatever time it is that you are a part of this service. I heard him say, tell them you're not finished. Tell them it's not over. God has got another mountain for you. I believe some of you are in deep valleys. Maybe you're in the kind of valley like Psalm 23 verse 4 talks about where you go, I can't see anything. It just seems like it's dark and I feel like I'm alone. But you're never alone in a valley. And I want to encourage you to continue walking forward. There is fruitfulness and favour for you and for others on the other side of this valley. I believe that for you today. Our team is praying for you. We get so many great prayer requests that come in. Our team are praying for them. Pastor Bruce will give you some more of that information in a minute at ministry time and and tell you some of the good news things also that have come in during the week. Thank you to every person, by the way, who's yes texted in the past seven days. And let us know that you're beginning a journey with Jesus. But I want to talk for just a minute further to those of you that are in valleys. This week, I got to chat to a great young couple in our church who when they first came here, they didn't know one another. They came separately. It so happened they got baptised on the same night. After that, a relationship developed. Well, listen, let's just go straight to the video with Sebastiano and Rashida. I'm here today with uh, two wonderful people out of Metro Church Online, and that is Sebastiano and Rashida Karachi. Uh, Sebastiano, I know you've got family watching from all over the world. Why don't you say hello in your native language? Ciao a tutti a casa in Italia, a Catania e, e, e tutti quelli che conosco in Perte, perché in Perte c'è una grandissima comunità italiana. Ciao a tutti e ci vediamo presto qualche giorno. Grazie, grazie. Uh, and Rashida, how many languages do you speak now? Speak about four. Okay, four come on, say hi to everyone who knows you. <laughs> Hello, ciao everyone. Um, uh, nice to have you all on board and everyone in Italy as well, to all the families in Swan Valley, in Perth, all of Australia and in Brisbane, my family. Fantastic. You know, today I'm speaking about the valleys that happen in life and everyone gets them. I happen to know that when both of you came to this church, you weren't married then, but you came individually separate. And uh, I know that there was some pretty big valleys in your life. Both of you had come out of some broken relationships in your life. And Sebastiano, you gave your life to Christ. Rashida, you kind of came back into a place of really walking with God again. I wonder if you could just talk to us a minute about that moment of that low of your life and how Jesus impacted that. Well, when, uh, when I got here, for me, it was really weird because I never went in a church uh, like this. 
Uh, I, actually, during worship, I asked uh, uh, God in my mind, uh, what's next? <laughs> At that, uh, that time, uh, he came to me and uh, I got baptized uh, through the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's not what uh, Jesus uh, gave it to me um, after that time, but the only thing, uh, the most important thing he gave it to me is salvation and that he forgave all my sin wow. in that moment. And after he gave it to me, I asked it, he gave it to me vision, he gave it to me direction, wow. uh, he yeah. gave it to me um, words actually for everyone. That's awesome. And Rashida? That's great. That's great. Um, when I came um, to Metro Church first, was um, actually the doors were wide open, so I could hear the worship uh -huh. um, going, and that's what um, pulled me in. Wow. And since that Sunday morning, I started coming every single Sunday morning and gave my life to Jesus. And since then, um, the thing is that you gotta, you just have to have a pure heart, pure heart, and just believe that Jesus is there in wow. your highs and in your lows. Um, like the valleys with the wow. mountains we go through, um, we just have to go from the broken to being where we are today. Wow. And having Jesus in our lives is, is just amazing. He's, he's doing great wonders. That is so awesome. And I love the fact that even though you're both fairly new, really, uh, to faith in Christ, uh, you know, now you're helping people all around the world uh, through our connect groups online, Zooming with people and being such a blessing to everybody else. I think that's so great. And also, of course, they met each other right here, fell in love, got married. We were privileged to have the wedding service actually in church, yeah. uh, which was a special thing. We don't usually do that, but how great that was. And I just want to say massive thank you to both of you for all the ways you're serving and appreciating and helping other people is brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. How brilliant that is. What a great story. You know, uh, they talk about Metro Church, but the truth is that the hero in there is not ever a church group or organisation. It's always the one that they spoke about as the saviour, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I think, like every Christian, I am in awe of the grace of God. There is not a week of my life goes past where I am not grateful for the fact that there was a moment where Jesus came to my life, where my simple yes opened the door far more than I ever could have imagined. I don't think I had any idea of what that really meant, of the privilege of every day walking with Jesus, of the fact that the Bible would go from being a, a book of history and perhaps cliches to becoming something that was so alive and real that every day it would change my life. I don't think I understood anything really about the destiny that opens up for you when you say yes to Jesus. It's far more than becoming a member of something. It is far much more like the song says, I've been born again into your family. That's what texting yes really does. When you say yes from your heart to Jesus Christ, when you say, Jesus, I need you. Lord, like Sebastiano said, 
I've sinned against you. I've stepped out of your ways, but today I'm going to say yes and come back to follow you. When you do that, it's almost like everything of heaven starts lining up and moving through your life. On the screen for you right now is that number if you're within Australia and you'd like to get it via text, comes on one screen of your smartphone, a scripture every day, a different one every day for 30 days, along with a different prayer every day that you can pray and make yours. If you're outside of Australia or if you'd prefer to get that information every day via email, then there's a, an address there for you. The number is 0488 826 392. The address that you send it to is yes.metrochurch.org.au. Those two again, it's 0488 826 392. And every day at the same time, you'll get that scripture and that prayer from us. And it comes from us, by the way. It's not somebody else doing it. We don't have any third party. It's just Metro Church wanting to be a blessing to you and to help you. Or go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. Give us that detail there. And then we will send that to you every day. Our team will be praying for you every single week. There are people saying yes to Christ from all around the world. And we are so grateful to be a part of that. Can I pray for you? Just before I hand back to Pastor Bruce, ministry time, we're talking about prayer needs and help people with that. But I want to pray for those of you that are saying yes to Jesus. I also want to pray for those of you who are in a valley right now. And maybe you say, man, I'm looking around, Jeff, but I can't see any mountain anywhere, baby. I'm, I'm looking, but all I can see is the darkness and the difficulty. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that you are with us. When your son was baptised, you wanted to be a part of it because it's family time. And Lord, we are your family. Those people that are saying yes to you right now via yes text. Lord, they're saying yes to being a part of your family. They want to be close to you, not just knowing that you're there. They want you to be close to them like you were to Jesus. So I pray for them, Lord, today that you'll help them. Help them not only this day they say yes, but you'll help them every day after it to walk with you and to know you. I pray for people, Lord, that maybe are in a valley right now and can't see a mountain anywhere. Would you help them, Lord? Let, just give them like you have for me so many times, that little, just that little knowing, that brief little, just a thing inside that says it's okay, I'm helping you. God, I believe you've got a great mountain for every person in every valley. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you so much for being a part of Metro Church Online. Don't forget tonight, uh, Dr. Robbie Sondrega on how to fight right. That's going to be great. But let's go right now to Pastor Bruce and ministry time. It'll be fantastic. Thank you so much. God bless.